back to Doing the Most Podcast with Corella. I am her. She is me. It is I, Corella. Who have not been frauded. Is frauded even a word? Have no idea. Have not been frauded since um, the last time I was with the masks episode. <laughs> How terrible, right? So, so awful. I am in my kitchen, in my house, in the great state of Arkansas, and my husband is putting the baby to bed. So I thought, what a great time to pour a glass of wine and come and speak to my favorite audience of people, if you're out there. I just want you to hear this real quick. Ooh, that was the cork popping. Let's see if we can do some ASMR of this wine pouring. Could you hear that? Because it was a glorious sound. So I've been back to work lately. Um, I teach, I teach ninth grade English, and we started going back to work. You know, we have to wear masks, and we have to be socially distanced, and it's just so crazy. This year in school is going to be the wildest time um, if you don't keep up. You know, there's something called a pandemic happening. Coronavirus is ravaging through the world and schools are now kind of at that threshold of do we open face-to-face -face or do we just offer virtual or do we give the parents a choice? Um, I don't know if anyone is from Arkansas. I think most of the people I know who are listening are from Arkansas, but Arkansas is like hot spot, okay? We have so many cases all the time. People are dying left and right. It's crazy. And our Arkansas, like the Secretary of Education, he said, we're opening face-to-face. -face. That's what you're doing. And if you don't open, then, you know, you may or may not get funding, right? That's scary. That's scary to, to sit here and threaten schools with funding, whether or not they open face-to-face -face or not. Um, the number one priority for teachers and admin are the students. We want the students to be safe. But also we want our teachers to be safe, right? A lot of our teachers are older. A lot of our teachers may have some comorbidities that freaks them out when it comes to coronavirus. And I think it'll be traumatizing if we get an outbreak and something happens to a teacher or a student where, you know, it's just not a good outcome. And I don't know if we're all prepared for that mentally, right? I'm still kind of, you know, putting that in the back of my head and like the very back sphere of brain where like the lyrics to Mambo number no. five are, and I'm just don't want to think about it, you know, until it, until it comes. I think a lot of people are doing that. We're putting blinders on and it's not a good way to, to go into it, but at this point, I don't know what else to do, right? Because I have a job and I love my job, but I also care for my fellow teachers and my students. And so we're kind of at this really strange crossroad. It's depressing. I try not to think about it. Um, and the one thing I will admit that gets me through thinking about teaching and what it's going to look like this year is tick tock. Oh, my Lanta. All I want to do is look through TikTok. Okay. I love that app. I hadn't downloaded it until coronavirus happened. Coronavirus happened and then all the teachers were home. And so I have this teacher group that I love. Oh my God, I love them. 
and we did like a Zoom happy hour. Well, we do book club, and so we did like a Zoom book club slash happy hour. We all got on Zoom, and we were just like talking about our favorite book and drinking wine and eating our dinners, and it was so fun. I mean, we were on it from like, I swear it was like 4 p.m. until like 11 at night. And while we were on there, we were all trying to learn a TikTok dance. And this is back in March. It's like March or April. And so I downloaded it so I could look at the dances. And then I just haven't quit since. Now, my students are obsessed with TikTok. I had two students in particular who would come into my room and all they wanted to do was make TikToks. And they would beg, if I get done with my work, if I can finish my work, can I please please can I do a TikTok? And I would honestly say, yeah, if you finish your work and it's decent, yeah, you can make a TikTok. Or we had these random like 25 minute periods in um, school. And so there would just be like these random 25 minute class periods. And in those 25 minute class periods, they would just try to practice TikTok dances the entire time. And I never understood it. I thought it was so stupid and I hated it. I didn't understand the premise behind it. That is until coronavirus hit and I was forced to download it in order to take my mind off of the growing decay of our world. And I realized that TikTok is more than just stupid dances. Now don't get me wrong, I like the dances. I think they're fun. And every once in a while I catch myself in the bathroom as I'm putting on makeup, wash my face, and I'm singing, didn't need to notice you, but you, and I'm doing the dance, or the famous one, um, you know, with Megan the Stallion, I'm a savage, classy, bougie, wretched. I literally do the dance as I'm doing random stuff in my house, or I'm singing TikTok songs as I go throughout my house. So it's stuck. But what I've realized for all my old heads out there, for all my, my vintage social media people, TikTok is the love child of dub smash and vine. Okay. I said it. It is nothing new. It's new for them, right? Because this generation wasn't really on vine and didn't do dub smash either. They were too little. They were, they were like 10. Okay. And 10 is a little absurd to be recording yourself doing random things, even though there probably are 10 year olds on TikTok. I'm sure. There's probably some like child TikTok that I'm just not on. But it is, TikTok is the love child of Dub Smash and Vine. They're short, funny videos. You know, you can record up to a minute, kind of like Vine was, and you can stop it and edit it and do all these cool editing tricks to make it look like one cohesive video. But you can also put sound over it where you can lip sync to music or you can lip sync to other people talking, like Dub Smash. Me and Caleb used to send dub smashes to each other every once in a while but my friend Andre I don't know what happened but there was like a three-month period where all we did was text each other dub smash and my favorite one was that guy from Vine and it said cuz some came in the mail for you today and he goes what is it these nuts that was my favorite <laughs> that was my favorite dub smash and now I just realized that's TikTok is the dub smash vine for this generation. And I would shit on it, no joke. I shit on it so hard while I was teaching and I just, I would play them 
TikToks of other TikTokers making fun of students. There was a teacher, and he would make TikToks about how um, silly his students looked going down the hallway, like doing all the dances and like, and it's true. They do look silly out of context, but then once you see it in the app, it's pretty cool. And there's a lot of cool stuff that happens on TikTok. However, and I realized this, um, I realized this after being around my friend Olivia, who is huge. She loves TikTok and she likes to do the dances and she's really good at them. But I realized that like all the other apps, TikTok has an algorithm, right? Where whatever likes, whatever videos you're liking, it just tries to sync up so you have one steady stream of things you're interested in. Because I don't ever have those dance TikToks on my For You page. Never, okay? Because I hate them, let's be honest. I don't want to see male or female shaking their boobs, you know, like there's, there's a t- TikTok dances where the guys literally like wear know, sweatpants and like no panties. They ain't got no damn, in your damn panties. Where are your panties at? None of them. And they're just like gyrating and shaking. Uh, I don't want to see that nasty mess. Okay. I'm a married woman. I have a child. No, thank you. Take your gyrating. Your, 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 your peen popping, all that else were. I don't want to see it. I need to laugh, okay? Seeing pretty people dance, not my idea of fun. What I want to see is, I want to see comedy, okay? I need to see like an Oscar-worthy performance, like Vine. Vine had the most creative people making these short videos with scripts and with music and and acting, and it was really good. We loved Vine so much that when we lived, we used to live in this townhome in, um, like in Fayetteville somewhere, and it was like the shittiest townhome. It was so crazy. But we would sit in bed all night, and we would, there was this account I followed on Instagram, and it, they just uploaded Vines, and it was called Black People Vines. <laughs> or maybe it was on Twitter. <laughs> but we would just go through and watch nothing but Black people vines, because they were so funny and done so well, so much better than any other thing. But now I find myself, I'm on like, like black people vines TikTok, because it's so funny. It's, thank God, it's like full of people of color. You know, I just don't have, I'm not scrolling and it's just like white person, white person, white person. My For You page has so much diversity. Thank you, Jesus. But it's all funny stuff. Now, there's one account that I've come across and I'm mildly obsessed. It's like Karen's in the wild. (laughs) And it's short snippets of Karen's just in their natural habitat, yelling and screaming at someone for nothing. If you don't know, and if you don't know, then you've been living under a bridge, you fucking troll. (laughs) Like, get your phone out and become one with the rest of the population. But a Karen is, mm, it's like, uh, I would say a white woman because it's usually a white woman, but I guess it could be like any woman who raises hell for the slightest inconvenience, okay? 
funny thing about this is um, my grandmother's name is Karen. And I was technically named after her, Carella, Karen. And then I was also named after my other grandmother, France. And her middle name is Ella. So France Ella. But so I secretly have like, I'm like a descendant of a Karen. So I have it in me. I haven't unleashed it yet. But don't try me. You make me wait five seconds too long for my double quarter pounder with cheese. And I will go off on someone. Okay. Just kidding. No, I won't. But maybe I will on a bad day. So that's what a Karen is. And this TikTok account, just, just, it's a bunch of videos of just white ladies being mad for no reason. I mean, I saw one where there was, and I can't even say it without laughing because it's so comical, but there was this white woman in her car screaming at a pizza delivery guy to get off the property it's in like some apartment complex to get off the property because he doesn't live here and he's like i know i don't live here i'm just trying to deliver the pizza (laughs) and of course it's sad right because this guy is being accosted for for um just doing his job and i'm sure he probably got a shitty tip and so he's pissed too and Karen is mad because she doesn't trust him, but I'm sure he has a pizza place logo on his car. It's just wild. It's a mess. So I've come to find out that I'm on Karen TikTok. I just watch a lot of videos with unruly white ladies with that Kate plus eight haircut. And then I'm also on like chef TikTok, home, like home renovations TikTok. I'm on like murder mystery TikTok. Um, shout out to all my murderinos. We love a true crime story. Yes. And then I'm on like gay TikTok, I guess is what it's called. It just, there's a lot of LGBTQ people on my For You page. I'm here for it. And yeah, that's about it. Um, no gyrating males on my, my For You page. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I'll, of course, share videos. I share a lot of TikToks with my friend Lindsay. She's on TikTok. She's, like, TikTok famous. Like, her videos get tens of thousands of likes, like, a million views. It's wild. She's the funniest bitch I've ever met. She's so funny. Um, I don't even know. Like, I secretly want her to, like, hype up my page so that I can get um, some followers I've made a few TikToks. They're all pretty trash and ratchet, kind of like this podcast. My podcast is a little ratchet, a little, it's, you know, I'm not an editor. um, So the music is always wonky and I will be talking. I hate the way that I can hear myself when I talk with my headphones on. So I, I turn it off. So I can't, I can't hear myself, but that's bad because the last episode I recorded in the wrong microphone. So there's so many microphone choices in the thing I use to record it. And the one I need is just like a standard thing. The, the last episode was in this bright like option. And it makes me sound like I'm in a cave and there was an echo. And I didn't realize until after I recorded it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not recording it again. Who cares? It's what makes me me. Obviously, I was doing the least. Okay. Who cares? But Lindsay is, Lindsay is TikTok famous and I send her 
so many videos of different TikToks that I, I find that are funny. And I always see that she sends me TikToks that I've already seen, which I love, which just means like we're on the same, like we're on the same stream. Okay. I love it. I did see a TikTok. It's like my two worlds collided. My murderino world and my TikTok world collided when I saw this TikTok by a user who did these kids and they downloaded this app called Randonaut. I don't know. And Randonaut apparently you tell them where you are and you tell them what you're up for and they send you like random coordinates to go to like a random place. It's essentially like, you know, if we're living in a matrix, everything we do was like preordained pretty much. Well, Randonaut sends you to a random you know, coordinate because it's like you're stepping outside of the norm, stepping outside of the matrix pretty much. So these kids get this location from Randonaut and they go and they see a suitcase washed up on the beach. <gasps> now, any normal person might just think, oh, there's a suitcase. Maybe it fell out of someone's truck and rolled down. I immediately thought dead body, chopped up, stuffed in there. So the kids film themselves kind of opening it up. They open it up with like a stick and then they said the smell was bad and it was trash bags. And they called the cops. Eventually the cops came like hours later and it legit was dismembered remains of somebody out in like Portland or something. How fucked up is that? Okay. I hope they make an episode of like unsolved mysteries or forensic files or some type of true crime show on Netflix because I would watch it in a heartbeat. And that's not like, you know, trivializing someone's death because obviously it's awful. But if you're like me, you're a huge fan of true crime, true crime TV shows. And I don't know, there's something about them. I love watching them. When I had Sirius XM, I loved listening to Sirius XM, especially on long drives when I just got sick of my own playlist. But I would always listen to the HLN um, Sirius XM station because Forensic Files is always on and Forensic Files uses so much detail that you can really visualize what's going on. So I'm just so into it. I recently watched um, Unsolved Mysteries, the reboot on Netflix. I think a lot of people watched it. It was pretty popular for a while. Not a lot of episodes, unfortunately. Maybe like five or six, maybe seven. But they were so good. I love an unsolved mystery. It means a lot less to me now that they're unsolved. When I was a kid, I used to love watching Forensic Files and I loved watching Unsolved Mysteries. But Unsolved Mysteries back in the day had that old guy. His name was like Robert. It had to have been Robert. I don't know his name, but he looked like a Robert or a Richard or something like that. But he was this old guy and he was always dressed in a fucking trench coat. Like, serial like flasher trench coat and he was always walking around in some like foggy dark backlit alley of course he could because he's a white man like a white man is not going to get attacked in a dark backlit alley it's going to be he's the one doing the attacking most likely but it's just so cliche that he always filmed himself in some <laughs> dark foggy alley the audacity but he is what made it so freaking scary, right? Like, of course the murder is scary. And of course, like, it seemed seeming like some rando person was targeted from another rando person and they were brutally murdered. Yeah, that's terrifying. 
But what made it more terrifying is that Robert, Robert Richard, whatever his name was, he would do this sultry look in the camera and he had this voice that made you really question what was going on. And I used to think that, <laughs> and I surely am not alone, but I used to think that every episode I watched, the murderer that was on the run was watching, was also watching Unsolved Mysteries through my window. And now that he knew that I knew what he did, he was going to come for me next. Legit what I thought. I would be terrified. Okay. Terrified. We used to have, we used to live on land out in Pine Bluff and there was trees everywhere. It was always dark. You know, we're on five acres. We don't have a ton of neighbors. We live out in the country. So it's quiet. And I used to always think, oh my God, this is the perfect setting for someone to come out and kill me because it's so secluded and the cops would never get here in time. And I mean, we would have people drive down our road and speed down our road all the time that didn't even live there. And I mean, what did this do to me as a kid? I watched this shit as a kid and scared myself to death, never slept at night. And then that sleep habit crept into like my adulthood. And now I still don't sleep. I'm not really scared anymore. <laughs> I'm not too scared anymore about some guy breaking into the house. I'm still scared, but not that scared. But I know now that, you know, that guy on Unsolved Mysteries probably isn't watching me watch his crime on TV. But it's crazy. Love Unsolved Mysteries. Love true crime. I love that TikTok has a true crime, like, niche, 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 whatever. Tomato, tomato. But they had that, like, section of true crime people who are on there, like, doing the most, bringing it true crime wherever you go. Love talking true crime, love watching it. I've watched a lot of really good true crime documentaries while, um, you know, Miss Rona has been ravaging through us. Loved Unsolved Mysteries, of course. Um, I watched The Jinx, and I thought that was really good. I had to get an HBO subscription for that, but it was still pretty good. I can't believe that guy has allegedly killed all those people and still walks actually I can and I won't say why because well yeah but let's be honest it's because he's a white man he could get away with everything I swear to god that was me drinking wine I tried to intentionally make it slurpy but I just couldn't because it's, it's red wine and it's a little thick you know so it it's it's just not, it just wasn't slurpable, like ASMR slurpable, like I just couldn't do it, but, so the Jinx was good, um, I just, I like Cold Case Files, it's also on Netflix, it was really good, love that, of course I said Forensic Files, it's always good, HLN has some really good ones, I also like true crime that doesn't necessarily have to do with murder, um, we love American Greed, I forget what channel it comes on, um, but it's amazing. It's narrated by, uh, well, now I don't, K Casey, some Casey Keach, someone Keach. Uh, I don't remember his name. Great voice though. And it's about like white collar, like fraud really. It's about people who like rip, rip you off or maybe they, there's murder in it sometimes, um, where they try to take your money, but it's so interesting to Ponzi schemes. Oh my God. It's so interesting. And it's even more interesting because some of these things you remember as a kid, but you didn't really know the gist behind it. 
Um, there was one about the New Orleans mayor from a while ago, and that one just rocked my world. It's just crazy. So American Greed is amazing. Um, what other true crime have I watched? I feel like I've watched so many. It's insane. But you have to get on the true crime train. I listen mostly to podcasts. Um, I love true crime podcasts. The funny thing about those are there's some podcasters on TikTok who will TikTok a piece of their episode and then link it. I think that's so smart. But I've been listening to true crime podcasts for a while. There's one I love called Dark as Hell. Um, It's really, really good by a girl named Maggie. She's amazing. And then there's one, of course, Dayline is awesome. I love Dayline. The way they tell a story is fabulous. But there's another called Sword and Scale, and it's pseudo controversial because the guy Mike Boudet, I think it's his name, he said some things that were like very inappropriate. Um, you know, it's just kind of strange stuff that he said, and he got called out for it, and I think he was like almost canceled. I don't know. It was really bad though. But before all that happened, I listened to his podcast a lot. I still download it because he knows how to tell a story, and it's a really good podcast. Um, but it's called Sword and Scale, and it's wild. He just tells a story of some like murders that have happened, and they're super gruesome, and they're always there's always like some psychological or mental aspect to them um, and to the reason why the murders happened or didn't happen, right? Some people just snap. And I can remember the day I fir- we first moved into this neighborhood we currently live in. And I've been listening to so much true crime and murder podcasts that I was just paranoid. New, new place, don't know it, whatever. So I would take walks around the neighborhood with Cooper in his stroller, and I would just have my phone loud. I didn't want to put headphones in because I was too afraid. And it never failed. Every single time that someone was outside in their yard, Mike Boudet would be talking about how it would be like I'd be walking past my neighbor. He's out there. And like I live in a neighborhood full of like retirees pretty much. There's only like four or five other people that are younger. So I'm walking past this old man. He's gardening. And it never fails. I walk past and my food day goes. And then out of the window, she's throwing her baby around, her dead baby, decapitated, screaming down the highway. And it's like, what the fuck? And he looked at me. And I'm locking eyes with this man. And I'm like, hi, as I have a baby. And I'm like, oh, my God. He probably thinks I'm the most psychotic bitch that lives in this neighborhood. Warning, he probably ran inside telling his wife, there's a lady walking around the neighborhood with a baby talking about dead babies. It was awful. And I was mortified. My face was hot. And I kept telling myself, I'm not going to keep listening to this podcast out loud in the neighborhood. But it always seems to happen. I cannot help it. Now I'm more comfortable, and so I just do my headphones, um, and I don't have to worry about it. But yeah, true crime. It is what makes the world go, well, no, it doesn't. It, it's bad. It's bad. But, you know, when the people tell a good story, it's entertaining to listen to, right? A lot of great true crime shows out there. I'm coming back to Unsolved Mysteries because it's just fresh on my mind. But did anyone else watch watch it right and you watched the episode with the aliens it was as if it's like my worlds keep colliding in the strangest ways you know my I have this tiktok world and then I come across true crime murderino tiktok and I'm like yes this is what I needed the crossover I didn't know I needed 
then my true crime world and like my real housewives world crisscrossed and I was in like a mind fuck okay everyone who knows me knows that I love real housewives I love it eventually I'm gonna dedicate a whole episode to nothing but real housewives probably multiple episodes because I love that show so much but when I was watching Unsolved Mysteries a place popped up in the alien episode that I knew like right away Great Barrington, Massachusetts, 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 Great Barrington. Okay. Who else lives in Great Barrington? The Berserk Shears, Dorinda Medley. Side note, my sister-in-law um, kind of looks like a young Dorinda. It's crazy. I'll have to, I'll have to like post something. I don't know. It's, she knows what I'm talking about. It's wild. So Dorinda a real house of New York, she has a house in the Berkshires, which is in Great Barrington, Massachusetts. Well, this episode of Unsolved Mystery happened in Great Barrington where one night in like the 60s or 70s, like a bunch of fucking people got abducted by aliens. It was wild. They all got abducted by aliens. They were on this alien like hospital bed. I don't know, hospital tray, whatever you want to call it. And they legit are talking... Like, one guy was abducted, and he goes, I looked over, and I saw her. And then when I saw her a week later outside, I was like, I saw you. I know you were abducted. And the woman was like, I didn't remember seeing him, but I remember being abducted. It's like all these people had the same exact story. It's crazy. And now it makes me wonder, how long has Dorinda been living in the Berkshires? And maybe she got abducted by aliens, and that's why she acts so crazy because she's been probed one or two many times, right? That can be the only acceptable answer. She acts crazy. It's crazy. Or maybe she's been abducted recently. And that's why her mood, like she, in the first like two seasons she was on, it was never like that. But now she's like always crazy. And I swear it's because she's been abducted by aliens and it's like they're altering her mood somehow. Don't you love that? When all of your interests just like, mold and, and melt into one pot. That's the best part of, of quarantine, right? You find out that a lot of the stuff you enjoy is very similar. Or you find out what you actually enjoy, right? Maybe you didn't know you had an interest before all this, and then you start downloading TikTok and liking certain tweets on Twitter, and Netflix knows exactly what you want to watch, and then you realize, hmm, I am a trash human being because I like to watch things about people who've been murdered. I like to watch rich ladies get drunk. And I also like to watch short 60 second videos of all of the above. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Those are the only interests I have though. What can I say? It's 2020 baby. No regrets. All I want to do is drink my red wine, scroll through TikTok, and watch Real Housewives. <laughs> it's the simple things, right? Well, that's all the time I have today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Doing the Most with your girl, Corella. Don't forget to give me a rating. Um, if you're thinking about rating me three stars or less, just think about it a little more. Don't do it. Don't do anything brash, okay? Just think about it. Go sleep on it. Ask, you know, ask your girlfriend, ask your boyfriend, ask your wife, ask your husband, ask your kid. Listen to it again. Let it, you know, I'm like a fine wine. I get better with age, right? Don't forget to hit review. Subscribe as well. 
and I hope you keep listening and I hope you enjoyed and don't forget always do the most in your everyday life because it ain't no fun when you're doing the least see ya Thank you.